Hello, and welcome to my second episode of Mo Money Mo Houses, the personal finance podcast with a dash of sass. I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse. And today I'm going to be talking um, about a couple things. Um, one of the things that is it seems like it's very popular um, in the personal finance sphere is this whole idea of becoming uh, a solopreneur or self-employed, if you will, freelancer, um, being someone who has absolutely no desire to ever be a freelancer, and I'll get to why that is in a little bit. Um, I just find it fascinating that it seems like for millennials, a lot of people that I know, the end goal is to kind of put your time in at a company, get some experience, and then quit so you can work for yourself. You know, not work for the man anymore, but work for yourself. And so today I have a very special guest, and I'm very excited about this. Um, If any of you read my blog, you will know this man as HB, or before HB, he was called BF. But to me, he is my husband. And... Do you want to? The exciting part about interviewing him is because I have tried over the past three years to maintain his anonymity because he just didn't, you know, I I write about me and my life, even though it's part of his life, but he's always kind of wanted to keep a bit of separation. So this is really exciting that he's letting me reveal some stuff about him. And gosh darn, do you want to say your name, HB? I don't know. Hey. Yeah, sure. My name's Josh. <laughs> that wasn't so hard, was it? I'm your husband. Yes, you are. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be so scared. I'm not going to bite you. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for um, accepting this invitation <laughs> to be on my podcast. Not that you really had a choice. I know where you live. Yeah, I was already in the room. So. Yeah, you were. <laughs> You actually set up all of this podcast equipment. That's Thank true, you. I did. You're actually recording this right now. For for anyone musicians or audio people out there, when your wife says, "Hey, I want to buy some gear," you know, you take that opportunity. Yeah, you do, and you run with it, and you have yeah, a great time. Totally. So, um, so the reason I wanted to interview Josh is uh, mm-hmm. he's been a freelancer for how many years now? Uh, like, uh, professionally eight years doing what I'm doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? Uh, I'm an audio engineer. So I don't really make anything. The engineer title is a bit mm-hmm. controversial. Yeah, it sounds like you make robots. No, I, nothing that... T- I'm more like an operator and a creative professional. So I record bands. I produce music. I write music. I do sound design for commercials and TV. I do... What else do I do? I'd say like the... For, from what I see, the biggest things you do is like mixing and editing music. So, yeah, so something will, will sometimes you'll record it or someone else will record it, and then you get it and kind of basically bring it up a level with, you know, just kind of finessing it. And uh, however you do it, <laughs> I have no clue really. I have like an idea. I did go to film school, I know what editing entails, but for the mm-hmm. like eight years we've been together, I don't really know how you do what you do. Hmm. I don't know. It's all, it's all I, I like the mystery, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So within that eight-year period, obviously, you know the answer because I've been living with you. But um, <laughs> was there ever a time that you thought freelancing, being self-employed is not for me? I want to try something else and, you know, do the nine-to-five grind like 
Yeah, quarterly. <laughs> Every year. It's um, true. Even still, you kind of once in a while. Oh, all the time. Um, yeah. Honestly, for now, I can't picture myself doing anything else. I love being somewhere different all the time. I love just having the freedom um, to sort of, like, I really I can do whatever I want. I mean, I do have to make money. I have to pay bills and obviously, like, help support us and stuff. But... I could like I can do whatever I want. I don't have to be anywhere. The only reason I have to be somewhere is because I want to be there to further my own career and my own agenda. And I think that's the thing that I don't like just as me as a person does not it does not compute. I like working for a company because I like having that routine and that schedule. Yeah. I love knowing exactly what's going to happen the next day, the next week. I can plan years in advance because you know me, I'm a planner. Yeah. I'm crazy organized and that's just how I am. But for you, cause I, you know, always ask, so what's next week look like? Sometimes you have no idea. Well, I have no idea right now. Well, actually, no, next week I do a bit, but, but in general, I, it's, I, you're almost sometimes working on a Day to day, day to day, yeah. week to week. I Some, mean, obviously that could change depending on you know what career you like. If anyone else is self-employed, it depends on what career you're in or mm. what level you're at. But in general, right now you're in a situation where you literally do not know what's going to happen. So that's why, when it comes to like a personal finance standpoint, mm. it can get kind of tricky. Like for me, it's way easier to budget and figure out what my next five years could look like financially. But yeah. for you, it's just, I mean, you find out how much you made when you do your taxes, basically. Well, and that's, I mean, you have an idea, yeah, yeah. I, but I basically. Know, like I keep a running total of everything, but yeah, it's, it's all up in the air. I sort of like that because it's, I'm not limited by my salary or by my employer. Um, if I work hard enough and smart enough and I'm talented enough, I can make more money and it's just, there's no, there's no cap. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like about it. Do you also like that you don't have, although you have like clients to report to and make happy and everything, you don't necessarily have a boss. You're your own boss. Is that one of the things that has always appealed to you? I like that I have different bosses all the time. Okay. Um, it's, it's funny because you have to be a pretty motivated person, I think, to do what I'm doing. And I am, for the most part, really motivated and on top of it. But, you know, when you do have those days where you get up and you like, you know, as someone that has a like a quote unquote regular job, mm-hmm. sometimes you get up and you're like, I don't want to go to work. You have to go to work, though. You can't just not go with me. If I get up and I feel that shitty, there's a chance like if I really I could just not do whatever I'm supposed to do and say, oh, I, something came up. So it's sort of, you know, some days I do wish there was maybe a boss because then it'd be more like, no, I have to do this. Yeah. You're a bit more um, motivated to stick to what you said you were going to do. Yeah, But again, that just comes with. Every year I get better at that and get better at scheduling and learning and planning my time. And um, now like I put everything I have to do tomorrow in a schedule, whether it's something I mean, paid for or not, whether it's like business development or whether it's, you know, working on my website or just anything. I just schedule it all in. And it's like if it's on a schedule, I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And that sort of helps. Mm-hmm. So one thing kind of going away from your personal journey, but one of the things that I've been seeing a lot just with people that I know, people that are also bloggers. It seems like becoming self-employed, working for yourself is kind of the ultimate goal. And I feel like that's a, it must be a generational thing because in my parents' time, like you worked for a company and you worked for that company for decades. Like my dad worked for the same company for like over 30 years. My mom still works for the same uh, organization and she's 
been there since I was a kid. Yep. So, and that was just kind of what you did. I mean, it made sense at the time. And that's probably what you did really, you know, in my parents' generation, my grandparents' generation. But for us, it seems like, and I know, you know, lots of media outlets talk about this all the time. Millennials don't stick with a job for more than like two to three years. Yeah. And lots of them are just quitting altogether. And it could be that they can't find a job or they're just unhappy. Yeah. They... Well, you know, start their own business or they become this new term of solopreneur and just work for themselves and do whatever they have to do. Do you think, like from your experience, because we do have, you have a lot of acquaintances, especially in the music industry, entertainment industry, yeah. is it just like kind of the trend now? People want to work for themselves instead of a company? Um, it does seem really common. I've been reading, because I keep up on a lot of sort of small business websites and blogs and articles and things. And there, there have been definitely it's super it, it's really popular like it's definitely tr- like i don't know if trendy is the right yeah. word but it's there is a trend towards people doing that for sure um there's been a lot of interesting articles sort of bashing that though and saying you know this this dream a lot of people have this dream like they want to you know work and do their side hustle and make their side hustle their main thing a lot of those people are going to get to the point where they can make the side hustle their main <laughs> thing and be sorely disappointed it's not easy. Like it's well, that and that's whole... I think one of my biggest frustrations. Whenever I find out that someone has quit their job yeah. to become self-employed, it's like I've been living it with you for how many years? I've been with you, and I've I've seen you literally from the start when you got that first studio job yeah. till now. I see how freaking hard it is. Yeah, it is really really hard to work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Again, it does depend on what industry you're yeah, going like, into. I mean, you are in a very like I mean, one of music the harder, is very yeah. difficult. Difficult. It's like I, I'm, high risk, but high potential well, yeah. payoff, you know? Um, well, but so whenever I see that, I'm just like, I feel like you don't understand how difficult it is to really succeed. Like, I wish everyone the best, but I just, I always, I'm kind of worried that people have this idea that once they go with themselves, they're, everything's going to be better. And it's so much better than working for, I don't know. It's I mean, just, and it, like part of it, it could be just a bitterness that I vote. I'm like a company person and I like working for a company. You like it though. So I like it. That's fine. the thing. It just suits my personality. So whenever yeah. I hear people, you know, quitting these awesome jobs to work for themselves, I'm like, what are you doing? That's a crazy idea. <laughs> like it makes no sense. No, I, I really enjoy it. I like the lifestyle. I mean, it's getting to a point now where at least, you know, I'm I'm still like working towards something. I'm not where I want to be yet. Um, financially, like things are going okay. They're going better than eighty percent of people trying to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a long way to go, but every year, you know, income climbs a little bit. But I'm working less. Like, well, that's the thing. It's like hourly, I work you know, forty. You know, you have to go to work sure, every day of the week. Every that single day. Crazy. I only to me. get weekends off. I only get three weeks. I mean, I'm I'm happy to get three weeks vacation yeah, yeah. now well, before I only got two that's... weeks. But still, it's like it's a very finite time that I you. get. Someone for... pays you to go on vacation. That's well, yeah, that is nice. But still, you know, I only have a very limited amount of time that I get for just me. But most of my life is at my job. Yeah, and. I mean, I love my job, thank God that I do, because it doesn't feel like, oh God, I have to go to work every day. But yeah. it is one of those things where it's like, huh, I wonder, you know, you do have more free time, or not necessarily uh, free time, but I'd yeah. say time that you get to choose what you want to do with it. Whereas for me, I don't necessarily get to choose what I can do with my time. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's more like, I just I just like the sporadicness of the schedule. I mean, sometimes it drives me nuts, but most of the time, you know, like in the, today, um, after this, I'm probably going to work on something like some marketing thing or whatever. 
But um, because of that, earlier today, I could hang out for an hour and go for a walk in the park at like 2 p.m. on a th- Thursday or whatever day it is. You know, I just I like that. I'd, I'd, I'd love that trade off. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the conventional nine to five kind of work day structure just doesn't really appeal to me. I like that I can, I mean, I get up when you get up because I'm a light sleeper. <laughs> Sorry. So, no, it's good. It's good though, because then I'm up and I start it's working true. at a normal, reasonable time. Like I'll be, you know, working by about nine, nine fifteen. Um, yeah, I like it anyway. I don't know. I started ranting there, but I like the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. it. Drives me nuts sometimes, but. So do you think it is kind of, Oh yeah, this is another thought that I just actually had is I do feel with people that are considering, you know, going the freelance route that not only is it is a major personality thing, some people may think that they want it and then try it and be like, oh crap, this is so not me. Totally. And second thing is like, especially for what you want to do, but I feel like, no, in in general, whatever you're doing, if you're being self-employed, most of your job is trying to find the next job and just networking, networking, networking. And that's one of one of the things that I'm absolutely awful at doing because I am like a major nerd introvert. I have like big anxiety going to functions and trying to meet strangers and network. Yeah. And I know you, you were also an introvert, but yeah. you have I've, somehow <laughs> like figured you figured know. out a way to put yourself out there. It's it's gotten better and better. Like it's uh it's funny. I was actually with um, like a colleague, like someone that I, I write with, and we were talking about. There's this meetup group I go to, and um, every at the start of every meetup group, you do around. There's you know between five and twenty five people. It's sort of random every time, but you do like around the circle, and everyone says who they are. It's your time to kind of promote, do whatever you want. You can say anything you want in the time you have when you're introducing yourself, and that's sort of the only time you can do that. So. I've gone to probably, I don't know, 15 of them now, more, and now 10 or 15. Like and of that one meetup of that group one that meetup group. you started yeah. to go to when we first moved here? I feel like more. Okay. It's been, we've been here for almost two years and we've gone it's there bi-week. almost every single week. Bi-weekly. But it's bi-weekly. We've been to like almost all of them. Yeah. So anyway, so kind of- the, the point is though, I was telling this guy I'm writing with that, you know, that's a big deal for me because like when I was younger in school, like I always, I flushed really easily, like my face. Mm-hmm. So... I remember public speaking was I would rather I would rather someone what if I was 12 or 14 I would rather have someone punch me in the face like 12 times in a row than talk to the class like I was praying for the flu every morning that we had public speaking I was like I hope I get so sick I'm throwing up all day so I don't have to go to school that's how much I hated public speaking I would get in front of the class and my face would just be beat red I could feel the heat like I just I'd stammer and I couldn't speak and it was just terrible and so I was telling uh, my writing partner this and his his girlfriend, and he was like, what do you, really? Like he said, the last, he said the last meeting, he said, I, you know, I'd said, I'm Josh, I do this and that. He's like, your pitch was so good. He's like, you scanned the room. He's like, did you take public speaking courses? Because it was, wow. it was amazing. And he's like, when it got to me, I was like, well, uh, Josh said everything that I wanted to say, so... You know, like it was just, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't realize that so I'd come that far. That's just a skill that you can't, I just you can't overcome it. if you really want it. Yeah. I just keep every year it gets better. It wasn't easy. It's still not easy, but it's definitely getting every, better. Every well, week it gets better. Absolutely. And it's, it's for me, it's been really cool to see the progression from the beginning where you were a runner at the studio and were working like 16 hours getting people coffee, essentially, yep. to now where 
I mean, before you'd have to, you'd work at the studio and, and then a little bit after that, you would do kind of a bunch of different things. You did like live sound and lots of theater stuff and some, you know, kind of whatever to make your money. And now I think like 2014 was, or maybe 2013, uh, 14, 2014 was the first year that you've been able to make your income solely on doing like recording and mixing and, you know, and not having to supplement it with doing any kind of live sound or whatever. And like, that's, I I know that doesn't sound, that may not sound crazy, but that's a big deal. I didn't do anything I didn't want to do last year. And that's, that's crazy. I liked, uh, there was a couple, there were a couple gigs that were stressful or weird, but I mean, in general, it always gets weird working with artists. Music's weird. Musicians are weird. It's, it's fine. Weird people in that industry, man. That's why I like it. Everyone's just like so many quirky people. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just every week's a strange situation with weird, quirky people. (laughs) And you love it. It's so good. I love it. I'm really, I just, yeah, it's good. So one of the things that I find also very interesting in the whole idea of being self-employed and freelance is the money part, not your favorite part. Yeah. Kind of what I mentioned before, having a kind of normal job, if you will, with a salary, it makes things a lot easier when it comes to budgeting and saving and investing. I can put everything into a spreadsheet, know exactly what I can save for the year for you, just because every week is different. You never really know how much you're going to make and when you're going to get that money. Um, how do you kind of wrap your head around keeping organized with your finances? I know you have your, I your feel like ways. This is a trap because it's not. I'm not super organized, but it's because it's like organized well, chaos is what you're doing right now. It's sort of like, I do have a system, but it's sort of weird. Cause like, as you said, last year was the first year I really made like a hundred percent did music all year with a few other gigs in there. But um, so in order to do that, I had to make a lot of business investments, buy some new gear, set up, make a home setup. There was sort of a transition year the last year and a half. That was an expensive year. Now that I'm thinking of all it the things is. that you bought. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all it, things you needed. No, exactly. And it's but... like, I, it's still the bare minimum. Like I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. coasting on what I bare essentials, um, to do what I need to do. But so really like i think of it as sort of a growth year for my business mm-hmm. which makes me feel better about not saving a ton of money last year um but honestly that's just if you look at like start reading anything on small business and entrepreneurship it's small businesses many businesses usually not profitable for the first like several years mm-hmm. so on that scale i don't think i'm actually doing that bad um anyway back to your question so how i budget mm-hmm. um so when I'm in this sort of weird, I don't expect to save a lot of money and reinvesting in my business mode. Uh, first thing is it's really important to have a buffer. Yes. <laughs> so, so there's a safety or what do you, what do you call it? And like a emergency, fund. emergency fund. Yeah. So yeah. there's an emergency fund, but then there's also a buffer of, I usually leave two months worth of like rent and like bare essentials, like mm-hmm. rent, food, utilities, Basically, I like to have two months worth of just basic living expenses in my, even just in my checking account mm-hmm. um, as a sort of buffer because then that sort of absorbs the difference between months. So if, if I, you know, don't have a lot of work for three weeks, but then I have 14 days straight of work, the end of that month is going to be a bit short, but it won't, it'll be fine because I have that buffer. And then by the next month, it'll all kind of even out. So it's more just thinking long term, I guess, and not so much specific dollar values week to week or month to month. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as far as saving goes, I mean, I have to put away a percentage for taxes. Um, I have to put away a percentage for HST that I charge. So I have like all these different checking account pools for different things that come right off the top of basically every check I get. I automatically go into my bank account and distribute those percentages. And do you like log everything in a spreadsheet or how do you keep all of No, because like- it's all in my like invoicing software. It all it's okay. all already there. All right. I guess to sort of wrap up this episode, um w- since you have been freelancing for oh my gosh, close to a decade, hmm. what are some of the most important things you've learned or if you were to be talking to someone who was considering quitting their job or they're out of school and maybe they're just planning on doing the self-employed route right off the bat, what kind of tips or advice would you give them based on your experience? Um, I'd say just go for it. You'll either fail miserably really quickly, keep trying and succeed or so Not, kind of don't be afraid of failure. Yeah, I mean it'll happen. Be. You will keep failing. I fail constantly. You you can't succeed if you don't fail. Like there's always mm-hmm. it's just a succession of failures and persisting until you succeed. But I guess I guess just the one so fear like like I totally understand where you're coming from, but I guess the one big fear for most of those people would probably be like, but when do you know when it's not working? If you keep failing, keep failing, failing, should you just keep going until you succeed or it depends on how much you want to do whatever it is you're trying to do and or how much you don't like, I don't really, I've, I don't really have a backup plan at this point. There's nothing I like. There's a lot of things I could do. Like I'm fairly skilled. I I could pick up other work. I could get, I can go to school, get another job, but there's nothing else I want to do. There's nothing else I like doing. I think I'm the best at what I do now as far as like life skills. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes the most sense. So so kind of follow your passion and listen to your gut it, at the same time. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a cheesy answer, I guess, like the follow your dream I, or whatever, but I, yes and no. everyone I mean, can't. Some people can't. It's not because they're not talented, not because mm-hmm. they're not good at what they want to do, but because they're not like to succeed in business, you have to be you have to run a business. Mm -hmm. So if you're an artist, if you like, you know, you like painting and you want to be a professional painter, well, you have to convince people to buy those paintings unless you're really good. Like you, you know, prodigy or one of the top 2% in the world. Exactly. So it, it's sort of, you just have to really want it. You have to want it. I also become a business person, which is absolutely the key. You have to want it more than anything, but also be aware that even if you're the most talented person at whatever painting, whatever you need to have that business savvy. And I think that's something that you've realized over these eight years. Well, I'm that learning you can't, that. That's yeah, something you're I'm learning. learning. That. It's a, and also just the marketing landscape has changed so much, especially with digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to be their own marketer now. But it's great because it great. if you can't, like I can't afford to hire a marketing team but I actually can do it myself now. Like I have the same tools as every marketing business does. Mm-hmm. Not as good as they are, but no. I'm getting there. You're getting there. Well, thank you very much, Josh, for joining <laughs> me on the program today. <laughs> Thanks, um, Jess. You are awesome for doing this with me, for me, helping me buy this equipment. And I'm hopeful that maybe you'll be on the program once again. Maybe. Maybe. That was fun. I had a good time. Oh, good. Great. 
That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to episode two of Mo Money Mo Houses, the podcast. Um, if you want to read some of my blog posts, uh, listen to some other podcasts I've done, please visit my website at momoneymohouses.com. If you want to contact me, feel free to tweet me at, at momoneymohouses or you can email me at momoneymohouses at gmail.com. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.